Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we are unlocking... Antarctica! Again? Yes! We have to talk about Antarctica. There's so much buzz about Antarctica right now that it cannot be ignored. And it's so large in general. It is That whole large. fucking continent is like huge. And... There's probably so many lost civilizations just within Antarctica. Well, if we go back to our episode about Admiral, Admiral Byrd's claims, yeah, deep down there They're is still there. the hollow earth yeah. and there is um, people who live, well, people, aliens, beings, we don't know exactly, that live deep down in Antarctica. And actually, this episode is going to touch a little bit on Middle Earth, so. That is so interesting. I can't wait to hear about it. So we're going to start um, back with um, our whistleblower. His name is Eric Hecker. And um, around June 15th of this year, he actually came out as a whistleblower claiming that Antarctica has an air traffic control station for UFOs. Wow. And the technology is so powerful, it can produce earthquakes. Wow. Why? The air traffic control can produce earthquakes? Why? Because there's more that meets the eye. Apparently, it's not just one thing. It's multiple things, and that's what we're going to get into today. Ooh. Yeah. So, Eric... Wait, would that mean that every time there's an earthquake... Yeah, and you might answer this later. Every time there's an earthquake, could it be a flying UFO that has landed in Antarctica? It's possible, but it's more possible this would be closer technology to... Harp and Project Bluebeam, where they can direct oh. it to a certain location, and it's really precise. And if they say, "Okay, there's going to be an earthquake in Australia," guess what? There's an earthquake in Australia. Wow! It's very like planned out and almost like weather modification. Like you know how they can they can put the barium in the sky and they can with the planes and they can modify and they can do cloud seeding, which mm -hmm. we've talked about in your episode also. This is around the same, it's just another method that they can control the earth and it being with earthquakes. Awesome. Yeah. So it's a lot of um, speculation, but because he is a whistleblower and he worked there for so long, it's also like eyewitness. Mm -hmm. It's not just speculation. Some of what he's saying is eyewitness, and some of it is like what he speculates because obviously he didn't see everything that was going on, but he has a really good idea of what was happening, and that's why he finally thought he had enough information to come forward with, cool. you know, to let the world so, know. So what happened? So basically, he's stating it can produce earthquakes. Um, a little bit about Eric, just so we can know, okay, who is this man? This is our source. The whistleblower is my source um, because I, I took this information from interviews that he did. Mm -hmm. So he was selected in 2010 to work at the South Pole in Antarctica. He was hired by a third-party contractor, and that contractor was the National Science Foundation. During his employment, he worked for Raytheon Polar Services for one year. His title was a tradesman and a firefighter. Um, he, had let, he had a lead role 
and he had higher clearance than his crew. So he was like one of the main people that he was able to see more. See more. Yeah. His access to facilities was unlimited and he he could explore all the buildings because this this specific uh, I guess I'll call it a base. It's not a base, but like this like their working environment environment is Antarctica, so it's not like a traditional like you can just drive down the road. I mean, it's like a it's like a base. It's like it's, yeah, yeah. So so it, he actually lived in Antarctica. Yeah, he would did. live there and everything. Wow. So there are people that like live there full time. I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, they would have to for their scientific experiments. They have yeah. to live there. And um, I mean, I knew people went there for a couple months at a time, but I didn't realize that there was actually like. I guess there'd have to be people that, like, work there and live there. Yeah, and he was there at least one year from the information I have so far. That he he lived there. He was able to explore all of the buildings. Um, After working there and observing the higher-level intel, he decided to come forward because he had many concerns that he felt like the world needed to know. That it was, like, this is something that could potentially be dangerous for mankind and wow. the human race and just the world in general and that this could cause serious problems for the earth that's crazy. i mean obviously if you're creating earthquakes yeah it's not just you're you're hurting wildlife you're hurting humans you're hurting like the the uh geographic like landscape nature of the earth you could be potentially you know hurting uh water could be you know potentially polluted if certain things like get in minerals and you know there's so much more than just it's not just an earthquake it's like the ramifications could just go so far that Mm -hmm. it it could be catastrophic you know if they start doing these earthquakes all over simultaneously what if there's like an earthquake at a precise time all over like what would that do to the earth yeah that's crazy it's it can, I mean, he's not saying that could happen. That's just me thinking, but like, conspiracy just, side of it. Like, how, if they could pinpoint it and they can do it like that. Yeah. They could cause, like, mass mayhem. Hysteria. It could just be, like, so the many things. The whole earth would shake, literally. Literally like, shake. literally shake. Yeah. So, he stated that while working for a Rayathon, he was stationed at a place in the South Pole called the Ice Cube. So that was the name of the building, was Ice Cube. Cute. It was well, the Ice Cube Observatory. Sorry. Ice Cube Observa- Observatory, which was more specifically located in the Munson-Scott South Pole Station. The Ice Cube is a particle detector that detects a particle being emitted from the South Pole called neutrinos. So the neutrinos are being detected and being studied. Those neutrinos are basically an abundant particle in the entire universe that has a mass that is extremely small. Scientists are still not sure of the atomic weight of neutrinos and every time an atomic nuclei come together like in the sun or break apart in a nuclear reactor, they produce neutrino neutrinos. Um, even bananas emit this. They come from the natural radioactivity of the potassium in the fruit. 
Wow. So they're doing a lot of studies on these neutrinos because they're everywhere. They're then. everywhere. They're like it says, like the research shows, they're the most abundant particle in the un entire universe. That's and they're crazy. here on our planet. They're yeah, everywhere. They're everywhere. They're wow. everywhere. Um, so obviously they're going to want to study those. So that was what they were studying at this ice cube particle um, observatory particle detector. Um, once produced, these particles almost never interact with any other matter. Tens of trillions of neutrinos from the sun stream through our bodies every second, but you don't feel them. So you know how you can feel like the warmth from the sun mm -hmm. and you can feel like it's a hot, I mean, it's been very hot here. I mean, yeah. like, we've been all We're sweating buckets. Dying. Like we've all been dying here in Southern California. It's, it's summertime. We've, it's, it's, it's very hot. You can feel the sun in where we are right now. We can feel the sun. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can feel the heat. Mm -hmm. Now, with that heat from the sun, it's neutrinos are going through our body. But even scientists don't exactly know everything about neutrinos. And the neutrinos, they don't bother us. They don't, they don't like change anything within our bodies, like chemical or molecular or like anything with us. They just stream through us mm -hmm. like some kind of ray or like. It's a particle. That's so weird, yeah. It's a small particle, so it's like almost like we're we're like invis not invisible, we're translucent. Like they can go through us. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's super weird. That's not that's weird, so it's almost like ghosts or something that can go through us. Yeah, because they're so small that I didn't even think about that until right now. Because yeah. we are like a solid mass. Yeah. And they are so small they can go through our body. And there's tens of trillions trillions with a T that go through our body every second. What? Yeah. This is science. This is crazy. Sure, this is science, bitch. No, but this uh, is what they're studying. This is what yeah. he is saying. Like, How do that you even studying. study something that's so translucent? How do they even see them? How do they even know they're there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But this is why scientists have such an interest in them, because they travel freely throughout the universe. Um, so forces like magnetism, gravity, they have no, no effect on them as they move. So you have to think, okay, they go through the universe, right? Our Earth has like a magnetism and magnetic like, field. Exactly. Thing, yeah. And it can just go through it. That doesn't even bother it. It doesn't like... You know, like if an uh, so it can go up comet like or something is trying stuff. to come at us, and it could be like bumped off from yeah, like you the know, atmosphere. or it could be pulled in or whatever. No, it, this none of that affects it. It just keeps going wherever it wants. It's just, it just goes, just keeps going. Where I don't know it where going? it goes. Once it goes, <laughs> where is it trying to go? I don't know. That's, what is it trying to do? That's why they want to study these. So you can use them to map things like the core of the sun or even the death of a star or a planet being consumed by a black hole. So that's what scientists, because they do know some things about them, that's what they have used them as their study. They're studying these things such as, you know, the core of the sun, death of a star and, and how black holes, um, planets are consumed by black holes. 
what they don't tell you is what they can do and what else they're emitting from. So that's like the science part. I mean, it's all science, but that's like the, the part of it from, you know, like a science perspective of what neutrinos are, how they move, and, and who's studying them and why, and probably other facilities are studying them also, but we're focusing on this facility in Antarctica. Um, there actually came forward this whistleblower, and he stated that UFOs and UAPs emit large amounts of neutrinos as they fly. So... That would make sense. Yeah, so the... the I wonder if that's how... I wonder if because they have... I wonder if they're, like, surrounded by... They somehow harness the neutrinos, and they, like, somehow make it, like, an invisible floaty shield with the neutrinos, like, enough to where they can go through the atmosphere and it doesn't affect them because they have enough neutrinos around them. And they're abundant. They're the most abundant yeah, particle so in I the universe. Yeah, so I wonder if they're able to harness them somehow and bring them to the UFO in order to get it through. I was thinking that maybe the UFOs were using it as fuel somehow and then like you know how like we have like an exhaust in our oh. car and it emits it almost like yeah. an exhaust. Yeah. I kind of like when I was reading this and I was like learning. Star, like it's like stardust leaving. They're yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. Like I don't know. Leaving. That'd be so know. cute. It, but yeah, I know how funny, right? So this makes the South Pole an air traffic control station for UFOs and UAPs. Eric Hecker, this whistleblower, claims that they use this for alien UFOs, UAPs, and even our own top secret aircrafts, which were reverse engineered from aliens and UFOs. So he is saying, yes, it's being used. It's mm -hmm. not like the conspiracy side of it. I mean, I guess it's a conspiracy if you don't believe him, whatever. But he is saying, like, yeah, this is what they used it for. Eric also says these neutrinos are being used for faster-than-light communication. And it's believed that these neutrinos travel faster than the speed of light. However, that has not been proven as fact and is only a scientific theory at this time, as they're still learning more about them. It is believed that UFOs are using the neutrion, uh, <laughs> neutrinos to move and fly faster than the speed of light, which makes sense because every time you hear about a UFO, it would be like, oh, it's, it's hovering in the clouds and we saw it and then all of a sudden it shoots up mm -hmm. out of nowhere and it's gone in space. You don't see it again. And then yeah. it shoots back down and it is like in like a blink of an eye, it moves and it's gone. Yeah. So it kind of adds up that it could be, if they're moving faster than the speed of light and if they're using this as some kind of propulsion or some kind of like fuel or some kind of... Yeah, to like, har they, they somehow have to harness it and then use it. Yeah, I mean, we we don't even... I don't we know. We don't know how it's harnessed. Like, yeah. I don't even think this report that I'm, like, these, that he doesn't even know how it's mm -hmm. Like, they're still studying it. We don't know any of that. But it kind of, I'm like, okay, it's track, like, it's mm -hmm. adding up, you know? The scientists have no idea where these neutrino neutrinos are coming from in Antarctica. And they only have educated guesses and theories so far. They have been studying what has, what they believe these are emitting the particles, and they still don't have, like, clear-cut answers as to where they're coming from. But they, I mean, they know they're coming from 
like the universe. So they're just abundant everywhere. But there's a lot in this specific area of Antarctica. Mm -hmm. Like more, I guess they can they can track the level or they can see the level of how much is in the area. And there's a like a concentrated a lot in Antarctica. They don't know why. That's one reason why they're in Antarctica. Because they're like, why is there so many here? Yes, this is the most abundant particle in the universe. But why Antarctica? Why here? Yeah. Like what? Like what? What's, what's so special going about on? there? Other than the fact that like the subterranean culture or civilization down there that could be the aliens that could be why they're emitting so much because they're already down there maybe they already because they already have that technology they already have it and the and ability already using to harness it so it. they're like bringing it all to them mm-hmm. they're like pulling it like a magnet that's a, actually a really good thought i didn't even think about that um we are going to talk about middle earth and the subterranean culture or like cultures civilization, and civilization yeah. well it's a culture too yeah. yeah culture civilization but um eric also claims that scientists use pods known as doms d-o-m-s or digital optical molecules um these neutrinos can pass through matter without interacting with it just like it passes through us without interacting it with us or harming us and we don't even know what's happening. So it passes through the DOMs in the same way, but the DOMs collect data. But in rare cases, they can interact with nuclei of the ice, at which point they create charged particles of light, which is a type of radiation. And I'm going to um, really have a hard time with this word, but it's charnicle. So it's like char and equal radiation. This is what the DOMs pick up. So that's another thing. They're in Antarctica. There's a lot of ice. Mm-hmm. So this is a rare interaction because there's so much ice. Like you said, Antarctica is so massive. Yeah. It has so many, what, how many miles of ice? I don't even know. There's like a lot of ice in Antarctica. So it kind of makes sense that if the nuclei are going to react to the particles and create this type of radiation which emits light that it would be a place like antarctica yeah you know um there could be other places all over like the world that we don't even know of too that are doing the same other places that have a lot of ice like Like russia green russia or greenland or just like yeah any place that has a lot of ice this could be possibly happening but wouldn't they talk to each other the different countries yeah well you have to remember antarctica they signed a, a treaty i don't have the date in front of me but there was an antarctica yeah treaty there was the treaty signed, thing and there was that, many different so you countries. would think that everybody would be so if it was happening in russia this like abundance of this particle that they would be communicating with each other in some way even though yeah. maybe po- with politics they're not communicating but i feel like scientists like put aside the politics to for to better advance human civilization if that makes sense no it does and you know what there's probably a lot of things obviously there is a lot of things that we don't even know so that could be happening but um you know we don't the general population like us we're not going to know about it and the whistleblower is only going to say like what he can say from antarctica um but it is a possibility because of the abundance of the ice. I mean, it does make a lot of sense. 
So what they did is they placed 5,160 of these DOMs up to 2,500 meters deep into the Antarctic ice. The DOMs transmit electricity at 2,047 volts each. Eric claims when he worked there in 2010 and 2011, they started operations and maintenance and fired up the project. This was on the detector array and elevated portion. It took them two times to get the target correctly. Uh, he claims that the first startup caused an earthquake in Christchurch, New Zealand. What? So this is where we get into like the whole conspiracy of like where the earthquakes are taking place. This specifically was Christchurch, New Zealand. I wonder if that's on the exact opposite end of where they were because New Zealand is really north. And I wonder if he was on this like the north end of that. Like if we were to do the latitude, longitude type thing. Yeah, I would be really curious to look it up and see exactly where it is because that would it would That'd help be interesting a lot, yeah, to, to like, like get see. a better perspective of how this thing works, how far it can travel. Um, I wanna, I wanna see. Hold on, guys, really quickly. Yeah, I'm gonna Google check. it really quickly. Okay. All right, so I just Googled it, and it is um, the other side of what is it called? The Christchurch. Christchurch, New, New Zealand. Zealand is Spain. So that's not correct what I was trying to my theory is debunked that quickly just boom done (laughs) but what we always want to unlock the truth so we had to unlock that truth for myself yeah and and I I couldn't picture on the map where it was located Uh, so far relation to Antarctica so it's actually really close to Antarctica and I think that I was going more like along the same latitude line than longitude to oh, like it would be instead of not yeah latitude. yeah oh, okay. I think that's what I was looking at instead of exactly yeah in my head I was I was picturing it different anyways it doesn't matter go on with what you're saying <laughs> so um, at that time they discovered that it was also an earthquake generating device because up until that moment they did not know that. Wow. So that's when that specific earthquake took place, and that's when that was revealed. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was just a coincidence? No. For their scientific research, they did determine that it is. Oh, okay. Like, that's not conspiracy. Like, okay. That's, that is... They know I mean, for I, sure, did, yeah. I don't have the data and has to do yeah. why, but they did determine that... That's how they determined that it was an earthquake And it was pinpointed generating. straight to New pinpointed Zealand. Pinpointed exactly that's to... That's crazy. And did they target... New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. I don't believe so. Why would they? New Zealand yeah. is very, um, I feel like New Zealand's very, like, um, neutral. Yeah, I actually have family from New Zealand. My uncle Craig is from New Zealand. and That's uh, fun. Yeah, and my aunt has gone there, um, and my cousins and stuff, and it's I've seen pictures and stuff, and it's, like, really beautiful, and it's just, like, they're very chill and calm, and it's, like, island That's vibes. How, yeah, I feel very, like it would be like, very, like, relaxed the, and the country itself, I feel like it would be very, like, Switzerland, like, where Switzerland is very, like, non-angry. Like, Hawaii, like, Hawaii. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Hawaiian vibes? But, like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, their politics and stuff, like, on that end of it, they're economy and stuff like that I feel like it's a very like neutral very Switzerland vibe 
Yeah, I don't know anything about their politics or anything, but I mean, just. I mean, the, I could be totally wrong. I'm just. No, I'm sure that they this are. This is just very speculation on me. I don't like They're very, like, I can see them not even, like, caring about politics, but I'm probably way off on that. But I just know, like, the pictures that my family posts, like, on Facebook and stuff, like, they they go there, you know, because they have we family go there. there. I know. I, I want to go try. everywhere, though, so. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I have family from New Zealand, so. That's fucked up because they're fucking with family over there. The <laughs> now it's personal, damn it. <laughs> so any of our New Zealand friends out there, um, sorry hi, about if that. you're my cousins, <laughs> if you're listening, hello from California. Anyway, yeah. So um, they did determine it was a earthquake generation generated device. There you go. You. <laughs> and it could be, and, but this is the dun-dun-dun, like, not only earthquakes bad enough, right? Yeah. Now they're talking about how can they use this as a weapon of war? Oh, no. A weapon of mass destruction. Oh, no. Um, That's how much power good. can they get by yeah. using this device? Yeah. Um, so from then on, the military industrial complex had a heightened interest in what they're studying in Antarctica. And now the military wants to know what the fuck is going on. Because wow. it's a scientist. Yeah. And because of the treaty, I mean, I don't know what countries all these different scientists were from, but we all know that there is an Antarctic treaty and there's shit that you cannot do there that you, there's like rules. Okay. Yeah, of course. So I'm not saying they crossed any lines, but it's kind of sounding like it with, now you're making earthquakes, weapon of mass destruction, weapon of war. I mean, what is really going on in Antarctica? There's also another building in the area. This building is called the Clean Air Sector at the Atmospheric Research Observatory. Um, it's near the Ice Cube Observatory. There, Eric was witness to different studies and tests going on with um, something that similar to what we've talked about before. This was a high-powered green laser beam being emitted into the atmosphere and uh, beyond all of our atmospheres into space. Real space space. Real space space. Wow. Past like what we have like five atmospheres. Yeah. Like exos exosphere or whatever is like the last one I believe yeah. if I remember yeah. correctly. And it went beyond that into space wow. space. Which was thought to be a secondary form of communication and or possibly a weapon of war. Um, they would be communicating with obviously like probably extraterrestrial life, weapon of war. I mean, if they have some kind of laser beam that can beam that far, they can clearly beam anywhere they want in the world. Yeah. What this beam emits, I don't know. That's crazy. What it can be used for, I don't know. But it's alarming. In addition, Eric claims there's an unknown energy source that's being used which goes way back before the Antarctic Treaty. He didn't find out about this unknown energy source entirely. 
But from what he's heard from other eyewitnesses who have yet to come forward and just from being there like on the property and being between these buildings with this high level of clearance, he has high speculation that it could be nuclear, which would date the unknown source before the Antarctic Treaty and it would be, a, be around World War II. Oh, wow. So, I didn't write down the date of the Antarctic Treaty. Maybe we should just pause and get that date. All right, hold on. Okay. Okay, so we looked it up, and the Antarctic Treaty System was signed on December 1st, 1959, and it became effective June 23rd, 1961. And your turn, Heather. Go on. I have the information. Oh. I'm like an en- encyclopedia over here. Yeah, I'm just no. kidding. I have the Google. I-, I have control of the computer right now. That's the only reason. <laughs> no, thank you for looking that up because I did put a little side note to write the date and I failed to do so. So thank you so much because we want to be accurate in what we're, you know, what we're saying here since we are unlocking the truth. That's a very um, important detail about the Antarctic Treaty because like the whistleblower was kind of speculating, yeah. World War II is at the end of the 40s, but it's in that, there's a range there, there's a spectrum, and there's good speculation that it could have been German technology, because um, if we go into the Germans, there's a lot of conspiracies and thoughts that they did end up in Antarctica for whatever reason with UFO technology and scientists there's a lot yeah scientists went to specifically the german side not only you know scientists from all over the world but there has been a lot of talk about german scientists mm-hmm. nazi scientists that went to antarctica um brad brad watches the where there's a tv show on netflix that's like where's adolf hitler or something yeah. like that or where because there's a theory that he escaped Mm-hmm. And they have found yeah. this, like, bunker in, I don't even know where, because I wasn't paying attention to Brad speaking. But, <laughs> I oh, love my husband very much, but... Poor Brad. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's, he, and he'll tell me things, and it kind of, like, yeah, I listen, but I, yeah. You were probably, um, like, talking to the kids at the same time, I know. and you were like, uh... Okay, bye, yeah. Um, but he's very excited for if and when we do that episode on, like... Where's Adolf Hitler? Because he, like, has so much information about it. Or the pyramids in Antarctica. Yeah. We're going to talk about that on this one, too. Yeah. But he's, like, he's very, like, like, so he would know all about, like, Hitler hiding out and the Germans hiding out in Antarctica and all of that. So he's, yeah, whenever we do that episode, he's going to be super excited to come on and do that. Would he come on and do that? Yeah. Okay, so this is great, because this is, like, the he part actually, one. I, he's very passionate about, like, when we do the politic ones and stuff, and he'll be like, don't forget to say this, and he's very passionate about, like, just, like, when we do, because I've been working on the electric car and versus a gas car oh, and all that. that's a huge And one, he yeah. is super passionate about that and about, you know, the damage that it's doing to the environment of making these electric batteries. So there's certain things where he's like, you need to have me come on because I will say everything totally unbiased. And I'm like, yeah, no, you won't. Like, you'll be the most biased person in the world. What are you talking about? It's so funny because then like people that we know, because like I have a like a friend that he's like, oh yeah, I need to be your guys' producer. And then Brad's like, oh, I need to come on and do this story. And then people are constantly emailing this stuff. Like, have you seen this? And it's like, we get a lot of, 
stuff from family and friends that we need to like filter through yeah no and i do and that's how i get some of my my episodes is from family and friends it's, it's like or have you looked followers. into that and i'm like oh okay and then yeah followers will message us and i'll be like okay cool let's look into this like yeah. sure and so some of these episodes are because people have emailed us and friends and family have directly like been like hey can you check this out can you check this out so we definitely need to have Brad on for part two of this because I'm getting to the end of this one here, but this is kind of like segueing into what you're talking about because really? my end and my thought leads into that. Oh, how funny. Yeah, because it all It's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. So what they also are theorizing is it could be um, extraterrestrial. Um, which is going back to the unknown energy source um, and that they can use this unknown energy source because it is basically not in the verbiage of the Antarctic Treaty so it's kind of like a gray area saying that because we don't I haven't read the verbiage in the Antarctic Treaty so maybe I should have because I would be able to better define that but whatever's in the Antarctic Treaty it's basically making it possible that it could be extraterrestrial because maybe they didn't even cover what if a UFO comes I don't know I haven't read the Antarctic Treaty but they're thinking that it could be this because there's another unknown energy oh. source not even the neutrinos there's something else that they're starting to study at this second location. What? Yeah, and they, they still haven't, like, they're still in the process, and that's why he's coming forward saying, like, this is beyond us. Like, they can make earthquakes. They have green laser beams. You know, this is a it's highway for UFOs. Yeah. Now this is unknown source. Where is this unknown source coming from? So people have um, came forward, like conspiracy theorists, I guess you would call them, and just general population just kind of speculating. And they are actually thinking that this unknown en energy source, and we both thought about it in the beginning, you even said it before I even got to this point, that it could be produced by beings living in Middle Earth. Yep. And sure that's did. the first yeah. thing you said <laughs> before I even got there. Yeah. That's why I was like, we're going to cycle back to that. Yeah. Because... Um, we don't know what the technology they have or don't have. Yeah. I mean, it, let's say they're really there. Let's say yeah. that's a real thing. It's not a conspiracy. Let's just go with, hypothetically, yes. If there we is people down there have. and there's a civilization down there, we have no idea, like, like anything about them. Um, other than what Admiral Byrd has come out and said, or, or not yeah. even come out and said, but, but he documented in his, in his, diary, in, in yeah. his docu in his diary. Um, yeah, that's very interesting because that is where everything could be emanating from. And they actually might not be even from our world. They could be from, like, an alien from somewhere else. And they could be still beaming to the fucking mothership. You know how we're like, oh, we're, you know, we die at 80 years old. Maybe 80 years old to these alien beings are very young. You know, oh, like yeah. dogs. Dogs live, you know, for 8 to 15 years, 20 years, depending on what kind per of... Per year, per year. But per year, it's human. like seven human years per one dog year, you yeah. know? And so maybe they have something like that to where, like, for us, it's, like, going so slow, but for them, they're... Or for us, it's going so fast, but for them, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe they live to be like 500 or 600 years old or longer. And so... And what if our, their medicine, their tech... What everything they, is what further. What if they have those like little bed things they can lay in if they have like a sickness and oh, like yeah, cancer? Oh yeah, what show like, was that? On, like, was that what them? movie was that? Was that on The 100? I forget. That probably, was The 100. Yeah. I think that was The 100. And they can like show. heal themselves... Heal themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. You know, that's all kind of sci-fi. No idea. But, yeah. I mean, it is kind of. Aliens but aliens are, are sci-fi. Yeah. That's when. The, that's what started sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So you know, if neutrinos are emitted from UFOs or UAPs, as they are more commonly spoken about in media, um, based on Admiral Bird's accounts, like we said, inner inner Earth beings have obviously some type of technology that is beyond us and this is where I was getting to the pyramids so one of the things that Admiral Byrd had stated that he that he saw was pyramids made of crystals and remember how we talked about quartz crystals in one of our episodes I'm trying to remember which Atlantis Atlantis Bermuda Triangle yes and that the quartz crystals they can uh, hold data. Yeah. They can store data, and they can emit data. Yeah. And maybe it's not data; might not be the right word. I think data is the right word, but they can store information. Information, and they can release information in, I guess, certain frequencies. I don't really know how it works. Well, that's cool because you know I don't know how technology works. So that's. But this is, this is this is <laughs> this is this is beyond. Mineral, but this is a mineral. Yeah. This is made from the earth. This is a quartz crystal that is over time, millions of years, like a diamond or something. Cha- you know, like a rock changes. That's it's a mineral. Yeah. And um, that it could be from the pyramids in inner earth, and the pyramids are emitting this unknown energy source because it's the freaking like the Bermuda Triangle or like any other source we don't know about could be from the quartz crystals wow makes me want to do a whole thing on like crystals oh good yeah so I don't know bring out my my crystal collection (laughs) my rock collection yeah Coco's rock collection Cody my son Cody has a rock collection well, and we made that necklace. Cody yeah, and I made Cody, a necklace. Yeah. We all made necklaces. Yeah, yeah we last took, week we took... Um, crystals, and then we took Well, um, so Cody, Cody found a rock outside, two rocks, and he yeah. said, Mommy, I want to make a necklace for you and for me. And so then I was like, perfect, Heather's coming over. Let's do it. <laughs> She'll know how to do this. And she did, and we did. And, um, yeah, he, he wore it for a couple days. Um... And I, I made mine, and I brought out his rock collection that he forgot he had that we had mined in, like, either Tennessee, Knott's Berry Farm, like, mm-hmm. somewhere, like, wherever, Anakista in um, Nashville, or in, not Nashville, but in Tennessee, in Pigeon Forge, they have um, the mining thing, like, where you can mine for your own yeah. crystals. And there's one in... We um, did that in Julian, too. Yeah, they have that in yeah. Julian. They have it everywhere. There's... Yeah. There's a great spot if you guys are in California and you guys are headed up to, um, like, on the 5... It's actually on the 5 and the 93 or something. I'm not sure. 
and I forget, oh my gosh, I forget the what name of it. What is town? Oh my gosh, it is the cutest little place, and they have the mining, and they have like a peacock, they have, you it's have like to a, look it up it's now. like a, it's, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I don't know the name of it, because we always make, like, we always stop there, and it has like, it's a little store. It, There's one in, in Arizona, outside. is it the one in Arizona? No, no, these oh. are the only two, I believe, oh my god, what is it? Ah, I really want to look it up. Now I'm going to look it up because if you're in California, you have to go to this place. It is so cute. Hold on, I'm gonna kill myself whenever I hear it. Like I'm gonna kick myself in the ass. Yeah, and then once I look it up, while she's looking it up, I'll tell you about Julian a little bit. So there's a town in Southern California. It's called Julian. It's kind of up in the mountains a little bit, and you get snow there. And um, they have a Julian mining company, I believe it's called. And Julian is known for its its pies, so if you are ever there, you can get some pie. But basically, you buy, like, a bucket, and when I took my children, this was probably, like, I don't know, six years ago or so, you paid, we paid $20 per bucket, and it's just, like, a bucket of dirt, like, a big bucket, like, a Home Depot size, you know, bucket. And then you just, they have all these little pans and these little, it's like a river, it's not a river, it's, you know made out of wood what are those things called i don't know oh, where what? you like, the mining thing yeah the mining thing and you just you can pan as long as you want all day long you can just sit there and pan your dirt and you're guaranteed to get gems and rocks and stuff and it, a lot of it it's all raw it's all raw from the mountains none of it is is polished or or like um not spun tumbled um and they let you know if you don't know what you have. They're very knowledgeable. They can be like, oh, this is a ruby. This is a uh, emerald. This is turquoise. Like, whatever is native to the area. I don't remember what we got most of. But we did get, um, they even have fool's gold. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. They have a house there that's made out of bottles. So it's literally a house made out oh. of bottles and, like, oh, she found it. I did. Bravo Farms in Kettleman City. Ooh. And it is amazing. Um, and then there's another one. So there's um, the the Bravo Farm is, there's one in Kettleman City, and I think that's the one on the five. And then, like, literally 40 miles to the east on the 90-something freeway is um, another Bravo Farms. Oh, and okay. one is better than the other for different reasons. One does have the gold mining thing. Ooh, I would want to do the gold. Yeah, that sure. one's really fun. But and it has the um, it, it's and it has it's a store with all this old stuff in it. It's super cute. It's like it's so cute. It's two stories. It looks all old old fashioned. There's a place to eat and drink, and it's a great pit stop in the middle of fucking nowhere in California. Um, and it has, um, like, almost like a petting zoo, but I don't think you can pet any of the animals. And that's one of them. The first one that we stopped at was this super chill, like, br- place. And it's still Bravo Farms, but yeah. one time, because you can go both ways. It's like the sister company. It's, or yeah, whatever. they're the both. Yeah, they're, they're owned definitely by the same people. And the other one had, um, and it, on the outside, it looks like an old town. Like, it looks like an old town saloon. Oh, yeah, And you yeah. walk in, and then it's all connected. Oh, cute. And um, this other one had, like, where you go to the back, and it looks like um, a, an old town again, 
but the kids can go into the little houses and buildings and it's all made of wood and you they can like climb up in it almost like a play place like a mcdonald's play place oh like it has like a loft l- and, like, like all sorts of stuff yeah oh. and it's crazy there's slides in there oh, and there's wow. like the kids will get lost in there oh it's more than like a hay loft or something it's no like a it's, it's a whole thing like um i don't even think that my youngest has even been there yet um, to this one because now we go to the one with the animals and the yeah. gold farming thing. You know and that gold is from the sun? Gold, gold is from the sun. No. I don't know how or why but it has to do with like the beginning of time and that gold is supposedly like from the sun. Oh from like flares from the sun or something? Uh huh yeah. Oh I get that okay. Yeah. It wasn't made by the sun just reflecting on it. No it like it's literally like came like from, flares the, sun from and, the sun and like traveled through space and landed on earth and got buried over millions and whatever years. Well what happened was that the sun sent out a big ass solar flare mm-hmm. wiped out the dinosaurs and now we have gold. I thought it was a meteor. I don't fucking know. I was just joking. It's probably aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was, was just, like, I was going with you. Like, I, I was I was going yeah, with no, it. No, solar flare makes sense. I don't know. I have to look it up, but yeah. No, it is supposed to be a meteor, but whatever. Yeah. I still like that. <laughs> okay, well, um, now that we did all that, do we have anything else to say? Um, no, I mean, just that there's definitely going to be a part two because Antarctica can be like a part 20 because there's so yeah, much to I talk about Antarctica. Yeah, and I feel like Antarctica. just in general, it's just going to be a big... Antarctica is going to keep coming up because guess what? It's all connected. It's all connected. And when we do our interview with our flat earther, we're going to talk a lot about Antarctica. You think? I know for a fact. All right. We're going to talk about the ice wall. It's going to be one of the main points. I bet you he's going to bring up. If he doesn't, I'm going to. That's Antarctica. It's All just going right. to go on and on and on and on. It is the ca- the continent that never ends. It goes on oh, and on, yeah, my yeah. friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And, and they'll yet, forever yeah. sing it because this it's is Antarctica. Antarctica that never <laughs> ends. Okay, yeah, well, thank you guys debut. so much for... It's not our debut, because we have sung a bunch on here. That's our Antarctica debut. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening, and... Yes, thank you so much, and do not forget to share, like, and subscribe. Um, I hope that you all know you can subscribe to us, us on Facebook. Really, you can subscribe to us anywhere, but um, we would love it if you would. And don't forget to tell your friends, share, like, subscribe, and yeah, Email us at conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com. Bye! Bye.